Hey, what's up, Black Knight Nation? This is the Black Knight Nation podcast. Uh, Black Knight Nation podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon was founded by Joe Ross. Joe Ross is a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, and a former Army officer. And we thank Joe Ross for sponsoring this podcast. Today is a kind of an old grads version of our podcast. We're here with Steve Anderson, our co-host, and we're also here with Tom Peterson, West Point class of 1971. Tom played on the football team, also dipped into a little baseball at West Point. And uh, Tom, welcome to the uh, Old Grads Podcast. Well, at the end, this year is our 50th year reunion coming up. They're going to have it in de- and, uh, at the Air Force game. But I think we're on the cusp now of becoming or being known as real old grads. But uh, <laughs> I'm hanging in there. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Tom. Thank I'm- you. I've gone back and forth to try to, you know, think about going down to the Arlington game uh, or the Air Force game in Arlington this year. That's cool. I didn't know that was uh, that's where they were going to do your all's uh, 50 year reunion. I I missed our 10 year reunion this year um, because I was in a I was in a military school. So uh, missed that. But uh, those things are great. A bunch of guys said they had a blast doing it. So, yeah, we got I forget. We got a couple hundred people showing up as far as I remember. I'm not going to be able to make it myself, but uh that's where we're going to have our 50s rather than at West Point. Yeah, we'll just call you like old grad squared at, at 50 years. <laughs> just do that. Uh, but, Tom, just tell us the story. You were telling us a story before we went on the air about kind of how, what happened to you in, in football at West Point and what got you back in, so to speak. Uh, why, why don't you tell us that story and then, and then we'll go from there. Well, like I said, I, I uh, played baseball when I first came to West Point, tried out for football and, as a plebe and once if you remember back then plebes were not eligible to play varsity we had our own separate team own separate schedule and then i also tried out and made the, uh, the plebe baseball team well then the next year i played uh baseball but did not play football and then cow year when we were playing in fall baseball which was just inter-squad games we would play there uh we used to play at the baseball field, which is right next to the football field, which that's not, I don't know what they're using that field for now, but uh, back then the varsity practice field was right next to the baseball field. And me and one of the other guys uh, were walking back to the locker room and we saw a couple of footballs laying there. So we pick it up, start throwing it around. And I would be in a kicker. That's what I did, you know, plea beer and what I did in high school and everything else. I pick one up, start kicking a football around. I'm in my baseball spikes, my baseball uniform. And all of a sudden, one of the coaches came over and said, hey, uh, would you be interested? I think it was Tad Schroeder. He was one of the uh, – he just passed away recently. Sal, you may remember him if you've been around any length of time. But anyways, they asked me if I'd be interested in trying out for the varsity. And I said, at that point, I, in fact, I knew in my own mind that I was better than the kicker that they had at the time who was, I think, a year ahead of me. And so I said, sure. So they cleared it with uh, Eric Tipton, who was the baseball coach back then. And uh, the next day I'm out uh, in sweats. And, you know, they hiked me a couple balls at the end of the day when they were doing special teams practice and kicked a couple, three, and all. Like, evidently they liked what they saw. So the next Saturday I'm suited up and kicking, and I kicked the last – seven games of that year uh and then unfortunately i in the very first game senior year i 
got hit while I was kicking, dislocated my knee and tore it up pretty bad. And it's been pretty bad ever since. And uh, had three knee replacement surgeries on it and everything. But so uh, basically only one game senior year. So basically on varsity anyways, a total of what, eight games that I kicked. Uh, but I mean, it was great. I loved it. Uh, now, Tom, do you think it was, uh, was there a uh, was there a coach that had recruited you, and then when you um, you didn't play after your like they saw you your freshman year obviously and probably saw that you were a good kicker and they were expecting you to show up your sophomore year and you're like yeah no I'm just gonna play baseball so you think it was a little bit of uh, they were glad you came to practice that day and get you back on the team? Yeah, well, like I said, the coach that. Um, originally recruited me in high school was just Tad Schroeder. Uh, my high school football coach's son was at West Point when I was in high school. His name was John Nerdall. He was a guard uh, and he graduated in 68. I was a plebe when uh, he was the first. And so Tad had, back then they had a pretty good uh, funneling of athletes from Minnesota, which is where I grew up to West Point. There were a number of players that came from Minnesota that ended up playing uh, for Army, one of which you were talking about earlier, Sal, was another baseball player who played football, Steve Lindell. I don't know if you remember that name. He was a quarterback back then, a couple years ahead of me. So um, Tad used to come to Minnesota and he was recruiting athletes out of Minnesota and my name popped up, but I ended up, uh, applying, ended up applying, for, got my appointment from uh, future Vice President Walter Mondale and uh, came to West Point and the rest is history. But they, I would hope they would be glad that I came back to kick because I said, I don't think they were very happy with the kicker they had either at that point. Um, I'm sure it, made, it didn't make that guy, I forget his name, Sure, didn't make him very happy that all of a sudden, four games into the season, he's you know shuttled to the bench. But I mean, that's the way things go, and you got to learn to deal with it. A couple of years ago, I remember something maybe similar when Army uh, guy who played on the sprint football team, uh, John Abercrombie, uh, came up, one uh, got a tryout, and uh, end up kicking for Army. I believe toward the end of that season too. So it's it's happened in present day too for Army football. Um, I'm sure it has. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, I I roomed with a, a couple guys, you know, back then they called it 150 pound football. Now it's sprint football. But I remember rooming with a couple guys that played uh, 150 pound football and all they were all saying, yeah, we could play with you guys. Don't, you know, we talk about it when we, when we were back in the barracks and everything. And they always that thought that they could play just as good as, as uh, the big guys could. The um, nowadays it's the opposite. The guys go from the big team to the sprint football team and play. That's 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 the thing. Their quarterback right now is J.C. Watson, who was um, uh, recruited to play quarterback on the Army big team. He's now the sprint football uh, quarterback. And uh, yeah, I don't think we had anybody that went from the the varsity to the 150 pound team. I can't. I, in fact, I can't remember anybody anyway. Yeah. Now, I mean, they're, they, well, I, think they, it's, they, I think it's 170 now. So. Is it 170 now? It's 170 now, so that helps a little bit with. Oh when yeah, you're, when you're recruiting Division One players, not a lot of 150 Division One players running around. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's going to always be there. I mean, we did the same thing with 
you know, we had a good relationship with the spring football players, but there was always, you know, they were always nine and one and beating Navy and beating. Oh yeah. They were good. When we weren't, it was really easy for them to be like, (laughs) what are you guys, what are you guys doing? You guys, (laughs) you guys, you guys want to come join the sprint? We always had guys join the rugby team. We had a lot of guys join the rugby team, bigger guys at about 210, 205. who didn't want to cut down to 170. Um, A lot of rugby players. Well, the guys, my roommates, I remember, a number of them starving themselves to get down. I think that back then they called it 150 pound, but you could weigh 155 two days before the game. So I had roommates that were always starving themselves, which was kind of an anomaly at West Point because everybody wanted to eat at West Point. That was the one thing you couldn't wait to do was eat at West Point. And so these guys were starving themselves make weight so they could play that weekend, you know? Yeah. So Tom, you had about, you had two years around the team. Yeah. Eventually on varsity. Uh, one thing I'm always curious about when I like talking to previous players about is what their, what their mindset was or what they, what they considered their, their keys to victory. Uh, I know football doesn't change, right? You possess the ball. You don't turn the ball over. You don't penalty, you don't do your penalties, but like, you know, like when I was there, it was bring it back, right? We said bring it back because we want to bring Army football winning back to to West Point. So, what kind of mottos or you know what kind of what kind of things that you guys rally behind to kind of well, like get yourself going in the line? You know, we the my junior year when I when I when they picked me up, we were four and seven. We beat Navy that year, twenty-seven to nothing. And I think that's the last time Army has shut out Navy in the in the series. I may be wrong on that, but it's pretty darn close. And, it happened this year, uh, twenty twenty. They shut out. Oh, yeah. so it's the first that's time right. since twenty. Yeah, wow. So you go back. That goes back. Yeah, yeah. back a long ways. Yeah. And um, Tom Cahill was the head coach back then. I don't know if you remember that name. Mm-hmm. Bill Parcells was the defensive line coach. Uh, just as an aside, Bobby Knight was the uh, head basketball coach yep. Back, yep. Back, back then. Um, and, and at the end, of, and I remember at the end of practice, they always used to run 20 or 20 40s sprints, everybody on the defense. So when I first got out there, I was doing sprints with the defense, and Bill Parcells were just killing these guys. I mean, they were just, oh. <laughs> Just killing these guys, and you know, I, I did that for about two weeks, and I said, "The heck with that." They didn't care what the kickers did back then. Me and the make your kick, and the, man. Just go in the corner, and make your kicks, Tom. Me and the place kicker were both from Minnesota, which was kind of interesting. But, anyways, we would, you know, we would just because our if we did that kind of stuff, our legs would tighten up, and it was hard for us to kick with with tight legs. We had to had to keep them loose. But, anyways. Uh, you know, it was an honor, you know, to play. I, I looked at it as an honor. I think everybody else did. All my buddies that did, and I've kept in touch with a lot of them. And uh, uh, learning how to work as a team, I think, is what uh, everybody enjoys about playing teams or any team sport, Yeah, much less football. And the camaraderie you have as teammates, uh, whether it's uh, football, baseball, and the fact that you retain those relationships with people even after you graduate is what makes team sports so good. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a little um, it's a little unique team sport too, being at West Point with all the things that go around. You know, we, I I had I just actually linked up with a buddy of mine I hadn't seen in five years, and uh, it was we just picked up right where we left off. Yep, right? absolutely. So absolutely. There's no like you know you know feeling it out. You know, small talk. It's it's a big Army football brotherhood hug, and it's like, what's going on? You ready to? You know what are we what are we doing tonight? Um, yeah, that's what I think is really cool about the the West Point camaraderie is I don't need to you know my wife always makes fun of me because she's like you don't even talk to these guys. I was like, honey, I do not need to be texting and calling all these guys every day to know that they're my friends. Like, yeah. I, I I went through something with them, you know, that you, you know you a million texts a day can't can't simulate. So I think that's really cool. Now, Tom, Tom, what um, would you say that um, your closest friends were on the team were within that uh, kind of that that special teams unit, or did you guys kind of branch out a little bit and you know kind of have a, a favorite side? You know, were you more of a defensive guy or more of an offensive guy or anything like that? Well, technically, back then the uh, I think they, now they consider uh, hunters in in my case part of the defense and place kickers part of the offense. That's mm. uh, kind of the way it's thought of these days. But um, no, I, I, I had I had, I had had friends on both sides of the ball. I, I developed relationships with guys on both sides of the ball that uh, I, I, guys I didn't know before I came out and joined the team yeah. uh, because I, I knew some of them from when I played plea, plea ball, but uh, there was a number of them that uh, I struck up really great relationships with, so, you know, one of them being the kick, the other kicker who was also from Minnesota and uh, a couple guys that uh, I've been friends with, you know, ever since we graduated, even though you don't see each other, but like you said, but every few years, some guys I haven't seen since we graduated yeah. and, and you get together and, and it's just like yesterday. Yeah, so, I, was on the, I was on the punt team uh every year at, at west point and uh one of my one of my best friends is jonathan bulls our punter uh he works for microsoft out in dallas now um uh, but great great guy and uh i'll never forget uh one punt uh so we were number three in the country my senior year in net punt right and not a stat i ever looked at but because i'm friends with john bulls right like that's a stat I know every week going into the game. Hey, Steve, we can't let him get any yards on. Yeah. So uh, one one punt at Kent State, it was a 37-yard return. You know, we we did the squib kick. We did like the, the rugby style where he'd roll out to his right, kick it, let it roll. And, you know, we would just, we would just play the net yardage of 40, 50-yard punt that, you know, with no return because we were able to get down there. This guy returned 37 yards and we – we never bounced back. We ended up third in the country, uh, and and I was I just I just drove from Fort Benning, Georgia, to um, Colorado Springs, and I stopped in Dallas. I saw Bulls. I saw some other buddies, but we started drinking a little bit. And he's like, "Can you believe it? Kent State <laughs> <laughs> made us number three. Like we're talking this is ten years ago, you know, Tom, eleven years ago, our last football season was 2010." It's just hilarious. Uh, it's funny. So I, I have a, I have a little, I, I have a little more. I, I kind of, you know, as a defensive player, I kind of agree with your analogy where 
I was always a little closer with the punter than I was the kicker because I don't remember a lot of the kicks they made. I just remember the kicks they missed. And, uh, we had, off. If there was any one kick that, in my mind, was kind of memorable, uh, other than the kicks I made in the one Army-Navy game I played in, and there I really didn't care what I did. The fact that I got to play and my parents were there and, and it was just great being in that atmosphere was one year we went out to Oregon and played the University of Oregon. And they had AstroTurf. And that was the first time I think Army had ever played on AstroTurf. And the punt returner for Oregon was a guy named Bobby Moore, who then changed his name to Ahmad Rashad, if you remember him. Excellent wide receiver for, uh, I think he started with the Cardinals, but ended up with the Minnesota Vikings. Well, anyways, I kicked one to him, and he just juked everybody left and right. And finally, I'm the last guy in line <laughs> to try to drive him out of bounds. And he put a move on me that I ended up pulling a hammy really bad. <laughs> and I had a and 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 you know it's a five hour air airline flight back home, so I'm trying to sit in a coach seat with a hammy that was just killing me <laughs> flying back to New York, you know, from Oregon. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't, it, I mean, I don't even remember how far the punt went. It was just the fact that he ran back and just juked everybody out of the team, me included, and ran it back for a touchdown. That's, like I said, it's, like I said, it would have been nice if I would have said, oh, yeah, I hit 175, 80 yards, but no, that <laughs> That didn't happen. Yeah, you brought up something that is is really cool, Tom, and that's uh, you know, you have the one ex the one game of Army Navy that is really it's just something that not a lot of people get to experience. Oh yeah. Um, I got the experience uh, three. I tore my ACL my junior year. Um, didn't get to play in my junior year one. I got to be there, right, and and everything, but I didn't get to play. Um, and I remember how much I hated not being able to play in that game that one year. Um, but do you, uh, when you watch the army Navy game, do you still get that excitement? Like, do, or do you feel like, man, these guys are so lucky, like, and they, they probably don't even realize it yet, uh, how, how much they're going to love playing in this game. Well, I don't think they do. I don't think I did. I realized the importance of it. You know, my parents thought it was great. My friends back home in Minnesota that were watching the game on TV thought it was great. But no, I, sometimes it takes a little while. No, I still get, you know, the week before, the two weeks before Army Navy game, you know, you just, you know, the butterflies start building up in your stomach. You're getting fired up. You're trading barbs with your, your Navy. If you've got any Navy friends uh, that you're, you've become friends with over the years or whatever, and or you see other Army people that you know. I live right by a VA hospital here, and I have, did a lot of my care at the local VA hospital. So I'm always running into uh, army people and you run into Navy people as Air Force people as well. But uh, so, you know, you're always fired up for it. It's that, that'll never, that, that'll never stop. That, that, you always get fired up for army Navy. You can't help it. It's awesome. Tom. So Tom, your tell blood. Me, tell your me real, real quick, Tom, what, what, uh, what'd you end up branching? How long did you serve? And uh, where'd you end up at? Or where'd you, uh, where do you call home now? Well, I live in uh, Madeira Beach, Florida, which is right next to St. Petersburg, which is right across Tampa Bay. Oh, from man. Tampa, that's where the, Tom, I was just down there. I should have hit yeah. you. Yeah. 
right across from uh, Tampa where the Bucks play. And uh, what was your what was the other question? I'm sorry. What would you branch and what you how long oh. would you end up doing on in the civilian world? Well, because like I said, I tore up my knee uh, senior year, first game of the year against Holy Cross. I got hit while I was kicking, dislocated my knee, and that's pretty serious. They came pretty close to amputating. I dislocated it that bad. Wow. Well, anyways, um, later on in the year when they were deciding, you know, back then everybody had to go combat arms unless you were medically disqualified. And they medically disqualified me. So I ended up going in the quartermaster corps, okay. the supply end of the army. Uh, then uh, went to Germany. My first assignment was in Germany with the 1st Infantry Division, amazingly enough. Technically, I couldn't go infantry, but I ended up serving in an infantry division, but as a quartermaster officer. So then, um, now you got to remember, back then, we were right in the middle of Vietnam, or just by the time we graduated, Vietnam was starting to wind down. And the uh, uh, troops in Europe had kind of been stripped of a lot of their material and important people that had been gone over to Vietnam. So when we got to Germany, they're starting to trying to build a force back up in Germany uh, to a little better you know, state of readiness that it had been. But then when Vietnam ended, oh, they, they, they couldn't get rid of people fast enough, you know, because they were cutting down this, the entire size of the right. force yeah. because they didn't need them in Vietnam anymore. So they're looking for any excuse in the book to uh, give people their walking papers. I hate that that's not really the right term to use. So I knew that they it, it, my knee and my situation, my, my physical status would probably catch up with me at some point. So I went ahead and took a medical discharge. Uh, you know, they didn't make any big to do about that. I figured if I'm going to get out or if they're going to, forced me to get out yeah uh, get out on my own terms rather than their terms so i did uh i met my wife over there she's an american but uh, uh i met her over there and then we came back here to florida where she grew up she went to the university of florida we're not married anymore but um so i came down here and been here ever since since not, i got out in 79 and uh been down here in florida this area st petersburg tampa area ever since been in the home, home building industry. Nice. So retired about 10 years ago, but uh, this is home now. I raised three kids. Nice. And, uh, you know, now I'm, like you said, now I'm uh, a real, get, getting to be a real old grad. You know? Yeah. Old grad squared. So we know we're, you said you're going to, you're going to end up missing the, the 50th. Um, yeah. Um, is there a, a specific, uh, bar you like to go to, or is it, uh, is there an army bar down there or is, uh, well, there's, there's a number of places. Though. I mean, you know, they, we're, you know, this is a resort. what I want to know, Tom, is where we're watching army air force and then army Navy this year. Well, are you coming down? No, I'm not. I'm just saying in general, where's Tom Peterson watching it? Oh, there's a number. I've got it. I've got it. I've got one classmate of mine that lives five minutes from me. Perfect. We go, we go over to his house every once in a while. There's a number. You know, this is a re this is a resort town, and a big resort area. So there's plenty of bars and plenty of 
restaurants that you know got zillions of TVs wrapped around the the uh, building that you can go and watch just about anywhere. I remember we went, me and one of my classmates happened to be in town. Uh, he was visiting his brother who lives here. And one year we went to this one bar. And there wasn't anybody watching the game. You know, we didn't have any other plans. So when he came into town, I said, well, let's go watch the Army-Navy rather than at one of our houses. Let's go to the bar and watch it with all kinds of people. Well, we go there, and there's just him and I. <laughs> perfect, so, perfect. So, you know, and they didn't want to turn the sound up. just said it bothers the patrons. I said, wait a minute. There's no patrons in the place. Turn the stinking no. TV up so we can hear what's going on. Yeah, so Sal, correct me if I'm wrong. I was trying to give this stat the other day you gave me last week. Uh, what year was it last time Army beat an AP top a 25 team? Okay, so AP, right? 1972 Air Force. Now, I had somebody um, reply to me on Twitter today saying the last ranked team they beat was Navy when Navy was ranked 25th in the coaches' poll a couple of years ago, not the AP poll. Right. So AP, oh, yeah. 72. 1972 at home. I think it was 17-10 Army. Um, Tom, I don't know if you, I don't know if that, uh, was 71 grad. So the year after you, year after you graduate, Army's beating Air Force, the rank night, I think Air Force is ranked like 19th in the nation or something like that. Right. Um, so I mean, Saturday, right, Tom, Saturday, you got to go to find a bar, find a bar in Florida and watch Wake Forest and Army, number 16, Wake Forest versus Army. Um, yep. see if Black Knights can do it again. I'll be some, I'll be somewhere. Yeah, they're good. You know, I feel great about the game. It's at Mikey. Can't feel. You got to feel good about it being at Mikey. We're 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 pretty tough to beat there. Um, and you know, I'm all about getting off this. You know, this two game skid we're on right now. Oh yeah, it stinks. Um, so it stinks. Um, so that's I'm what, a, you know, that's I'm, what I'm, I'm looking forward to the most uh, this weekend for sure is is a big Army win over over Wake Forest. Let's let's uh, sure hope so. I mean, uh, I was looking at some stuff today, and I, all the pundits you see on the internet. Don't listen to those pundits. Don't listen to I those know. pundits. Also, all the ones that I saw today were all picking Wake Forest, but you know they, their defense isn't the greatest. And if Army can get that running game going, you know, and and avoid mistakes, which I think that one mistake they made last week against Wisconsin was what really cost them that fumble back down on their own five yard line. Yeah. So is uh how's uh how's Christian doing? Yeah, I don't know, kind of close to the vest on that stuff. I mean, I think that they're gonna go with the dual quarterback again with uh Tyler and Laws. And I tell you, Jabari Laws played his heart out in that game, right? I mean he played he gave Army a passing option against yep. Wisconsin, right? And I think that they're gonna need that against have Wake Forest because Steve have it. Steve, what do you think Wake Forest is going to do? They're going to clog that A gap again, right? They're going to it's, it's going to be eight guys. It's going to be eight guys, Sal. Throw the five, football. It's going to be a five-three. If they're if Wake Forest is smart, they're going to run the five-three and make something go to the perimeter or make something go over top. So and, and please, right? I think please don't wait to the second half to throw your to, to throw the football yeah. for the first time. Now they did try in the first half to throw. He ran was ran instead of throwing. Nothing was there, so there was one pass play called in the first half. So let's you know if it if they're going to load the box up, let's get Jabari Laws or even 
let Tyre throw something, something, throw something in the first half that's going to keep them a little off balance and not load up the box. That's all. That's my only request, really. So I think the, the uh, I mean, I think I write a little blog for my classmates. I, I kind of recap the week's game and from my perspective and what went wrong, what they did right, and any other comments about the game that I saw and stuff. And all my classmates come in, why didn't they throw more? Why didn't they throw more? Why? But I, you know, you guys know Coach Munkin as well as as anybody, and he's going to keep pounding the rock. I mean, you could put a brick, you could put a brick wall between the two tackles, and he'll keep he'll keep banging away at, at uh, with the running game. Stop talking about. It. I think I you know there's no reason not to do it. Your bread and butter is uh, yeah. we just got you know just got to keep defenses honest. Oh, right? I agree with you there. Our defense is going to keep us in every game this year. But they I just are, I, I'm I just real wish- confident in our defense. So um, we just got to keep the defensive honest. So Tom really. <laughs> Look at last week, the defense kept, other than the first half, they only gave up 13 points. And they shut him out in the second half, except for that. Uh, that doesn't count. That doesn't the count. The one yard, Steve, the one-yard touchdown doesn't go against the defense, right? Unfortunately, yeah. the kickoff returns for touchdowns go against the defense. So that's why he gets so frustrated as a defensive player when a, a special teams play happens. But, Tom, I'd be interested to – send me that link to that blog. I'm always interested to see – Read, uh, look, I read anything and everything Army football. So I just, I, well, it's not really a blog. I just send an email out and yeah. one of my classmates sends it out to the uh, to the rest of the class. Get get us on that list. Get us on yeah. that uh, okay. email list. Yeah. I'll, I'll shoot you my email after this. Time. Yeah, shoot me your email address. I'll fire it to you too. And, Perfect. You know, if you want, if you want to, you know, I tell the guys, critique me. If you think my analysis is full of crap, tell me. I just like, and, I just like hearing what. You know, old grads, especially old Army football players, have to say about Army football today. Okay, a okay. lot of just a lot that's of good stuff out there. So appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on, Tom. I know it's beautiful down in St. Petersburg. I know it's getting late, so um, you know I can talk Army football throughout the night. But <laughs> we better wrap this up before uh, we get onto another tangent. So, now you got anything to to, to add to the the mix? Yeah, I just want to I just want to get out there to anybody who's watching this or listening that you know please check out our YouTube channel where a lot of these interviews are going to be popping on. We had Darnell Wolfolk on last week. We had a tribute to General Ray Odierno on uh, last week with JT Thompson. We had Greg Gadsden on that podcast. Um, today we had a Will Huff and Achille King, Steve. We can talk about Achille King maybe on another podcast, but some feel like Achille King was one of the best athletes ever to walk through the gates of West Point and play Army football. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out BlackKnightNation.com. We have our T-shirts. If you like a Black Knight Nation T-shirt, look on the right-hand side of the website. You can purchase one of them. And, Tom, it's been great catching up with you. Man, I love the Bill Parcells story. Love that. Love the stuff about uh, – Ahmad Rashad. I mean, that's that's going. That's dropping some. You're dropping some names on us tonight, Tom. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. Beat Navy, huh? Yeah, hey, beat Wake Forest. Beat Wake Forest first, then we'll beat Navy, right? Oh yeah.